Establishing commonality is a really important technique for any salesperson, any business person, any brand to establish in order to get trust. And we know people buy from those they like, know, and trust. Hey there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Sam Hind. And in the last episode, we started a little power podcast series on Dating 101, which really is about building the relationship on social media with your ideal customer. Last week, we talked about where you should be dating. In other words, should you be using personal profiles, business pages, groups, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, Lemonade, Snapchat? Where should you be? In this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, how to date. So we're going to be talking about the content you use on your platform of choice. And I'm going to talk you through formulas and how to create your own recipe around this. So let's dive on into this Power Podcast episode, How to Date. should we be dating our ideal customer? Well, there are a couple of things you've got to keep in mind. First of all, the method that you should use, in other words, the recipe that you should use will be unique to you. The thing is that there are so many people out there and so many trainers out there that will say, hey, I've worked out how to do social media, do this and you'll be successful. The trouble is that if anyone ever tells you that, I can guarantee you right now, you won't be successful and here's why. You may have some success from that, but the bottom line is that this person has given you their formula, their recipe, and their recipe is based on their skill set their abilities, their tastes, their personality, and their ideal customer. So if someone stands up and says, this is how to do social media because this is what worked for me, then sure enough, it might have worked for them, but you need to find your voice. So there's a difference between a formula and a recipe. A formula is what you need to create a recipe, but the recipe itself can be specific to the individual. So let's think about baking a cake for just a little moment. If you were to bake a cake from scratch, you know that there is a formula that you need to make that cake work. You're going to need a flour component, a binding agent, a flavoring component, and a sweetening component to make that cake work. Now, what you use as those components, which I like to think of as the ingredients, is entirely up to you. Now, there's a few things you want to keep in mind. First of all, you need to be thinking about what is your skill set? Because you're not going to create a cake or a recipe for a cake uh, based on skills you don't yet have. You're also not going to create something based on ingredients you don't enjoy. So you've also got to think about what do I like? What is, what resonates with me and is authentic to me? And then the last thing you've got to consider before creating your recipe is, who am I serving the cake to? Who's the audience at the other end? So you don't want to be giving, for example, my husband is gluten-free and dairy-free, and so I'm not going to give Greg a cake made with plain uh, all-purpose flour. I'm going to have to use a slightly different ingredient in that recipe. 
So as you go through and you create your recipe, which is your how to date, how to attract people, how to convert people, how to retain them to your business, you got to be thinking about what you're putting out there and they are your ingredients. Now, the content you put out there, i.e. your ingredients can be used in different quantities at different times using different methods. But this all comes from playing with your ingredients and working out what works for you and your audience. There is one key, however, I want to remind you of, which is very, very important when it comes to creating a recipe. And that's this. In order to get the recipe right, first of all, you've got to be willing to fail. This is so important. And this is something that many people avoid at all costs. And it's dangerous because if you are waiting to get it perfect on social media, you'll be waiting a hell of a long time. And I can tell you, people don't relate to perfect. So start with where you're at. Now, I'm going to give you a formula right now to help you with your recipe. So the content formula I'm going to give you today is the content formula that's working right now in this industry. So I'm going to give you some ideas of the types of ingredients you're going to want to include in that recipe, but you can sit there and think about what could these ingredients look like for me and start a bit of a brainstorming process. So the first of these is an engagement component. So you need to have a component in your recipe, so a component within your social media content plan that is about engaging people. This means that your content has to be social and two-way. So not everything is you speaking at people. You also need to be inviting them to interact with you. Now, engagement components can look like many, many different things. There are loads of tools on social media to help you with this, but a really simple, easy one is the good old engagement post. Ask a question, have some fun with it, and use those engagement questions to learn about your audience and start meaningful conversations as well. So engagement component is number one. Number two is you need to have a relatable ingredient. This means that you need to be sharing with people a little bit about who you are. Why? Because establishing commonality is a really important technique for any salesperson, any business person, any brand to establish in order to get trust. And we know people buy from those they like, know, and trust. So you've got to have a relatable component, relatable ingredient in there somewhere. Relatability is simply you sharing things like your stories. Now, they could be micro or macro. They could be big or small. But storytelling evokes emotion and and is a really powerful tool on social media. Next up, number three, is add a sprinkle of curiosity and intrigue. When you give everything away, when you tell everyone everything they need to know, they've often got no reason to interact with you and connect, and that isn't helpful. So create some content that just shares a little bit and has them wanting a little bit more. In other words, know what they want, then almost give it to them. So there are loads of ways to do this, but hooks are a really, really clever tool to use. And I highly recommend that you use hooks as often as you possibly can. In fact, I have got a very special little gift for you today that I'm going to give you with this podcast episode. I've got a little downloadable cheat sheet for you uh, with some hooks to help you to create curiosity and intrigue in your posts. So you can download that, click, uh, go to the show notes, download that and use that uh, to help you uh, create that all important curiosity and intrigue and have people wanting to know just a little bit more. 
Number three, and this goes with creating curiosity and intrigue, is to sell without selling. Now, this is the icing on your cake. A lot of people think they need to go in there and sell. And I heard a very, very wise person recently said to me, and I love this, whenever your brain goes to, how can I sell something, stop and change your language to how can I help someone? Because when you lead with an objective of selling, it's your hidden agenda and people can sniff it out. They know that you're in there with a hidden agenda and it's not about them. Selling without selling can look like lots of things from sharing this is how I to storytelling to sharing experiences, even through to answering questions. Remember, it's all about providing value first. And there are so many different ways that you can sell without selling. Last but not least, we're going to talk about the component that should make up the biggest portion of your recipe, and that is value. The thing is that everyone wants to know what is in this for me. So how can you be providing value to your fans, followers, and ideal customers so that they come back for more? Why do people go to certain Facebook or Instagram pages or profiles again and again and again? because there's something in it for them. And that something in it for them could simply be that you're having conversations that they care about. It could be that they're getting tips and tricks or information that is of use to them. So think about the different ways that you could be adding value. This can come back to your knowledge. You've got so much amazing knowledge in that head of yours that you could be providing to people. It may be tips and tricks and how-tos. It could be recipes. It could be lead magnets and downloads loads. There are so many ways you could provide value. Value can also simply be understanding somebody and making them feel like they're part of something. So ask yourself the question, what are the different ways that I am providing value on social media and making this about them, not so much about me? Because when people get that, their response is, if this is what I get and I'm not a customer yet, imagine what I'll get when I am. In other words, it helps build trust and I repeat it again, people buy from those they like, know, and trust. And we know how important that is. So think about it this way. Your content, your in your recipe needs to be based around a formula that works. But you've also got to be thinking about the three components of any successful business and your objective on social media. And that is, am I doing things to attract new leads, convert those leads to customers and team and retain people in my business? Those are three different activities. And we always want to be creating content and thinking about content that's going to do all three of those three things. How am I bringing new people in? How am I getting people interested in what I do? How am I nurturing those people and taking them to the next level? And that's what we're going to talk about in the next episode, which is getting to second base, which is taking them to the next level. And then last but not least, how do we retain people? Because a lot of us work on getting new people into the business and we forget about looking after those that we already have. Do you know, it is six times more expensive, both in money and time, for you to get a new customer than it is for you to look after and retain an old one. But your existing customers are the ones that will shout about you from the rooftops and they are where you should be putting your ultimate time and effort. So, Think about it this way, attracting, converting, retaining. What are you doing? What content are you creating that will help you do all three of those things? That's it from me in this episode. In the next one, we're going to be talking all about 
how to take your relationship to second base. In other words, how do you take the conversation offline and how do you start an appropriate one-to-one conversation? I'm going to give you some great tips and tricks in that episode to help you with part three of Dating 101. Don't forget to grab your free download from me, Hooks, to help you create curiosity and intrigue and have people stopping on your post. You want to stop that scroll. So make sure you grab that from the show notes. Have an amazing week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode again, sending you loads of love, and we'll see you on the podcast again next week for Dating 101 Part 3, How to Get to Second Base. We'll see you there. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.